It's time to break the mold of what you've been taught your entire adult life. Welcome to Happily Ever Employed. Career is a business, and you should run it like a business. Every episode of Happily Ever Employed will teach you just how to focus on how to do that. We'll interview everybody. From people trying to figure it out to CEOs of Fortune 500 companies. This is Happily Ever Employed. And this is Deetra Giles. We got a little ways to go, y'all. A thousand of you promoted and 100 of you to the senior executive level. We got some ways to go because y'all moving slow on this thing, but I'm not scared. I ain't never scared. But... What I will say is though I'm not scared, I am committed. I am committed to you all achieving this goal. I am committed to 1,000 of you getting promoted and I am committed to 100 of you making it to senior executive. That is my commitment. And that means I am also committed to giving you the tangible tools that you need to make this happen. We've been talking about a few, but I want to keep dropping them for you. Here's what I want to talk about today. Productivity. And many of us approach productivity from a bunch of different ways. You got your to-do list. You can have all this stuff. And people talk about it from all these different perspectives. But I'm going to bring it down and bring it home. Because I already told you the way to get promoted is to add value to focus on outcomes that add value to the organization's bottom lines. We'll talk a little bit later on about what adding value means and what outcomes you need to focus on. But today, I want to talk about how do you improve on those outcomes? And it's about productivity. And productivity is not just about how much you do in a day, a week, a month. It's about how much you produce. And I want you to get those two things separate. I am going to pound it in your head because if you're going to get the promotion you want and the pay that you deserve, you must, absolutely must be able to distinguish between what you do and what you produce. You can work for eight hours and produce nothing, and you can work for one hour and produce a lot. It's about your outcomes. So let's talk about your outcomes. I want to focus on three particular areas when we start talking about productivity. And I want you to begin to, to identify how you are doing in these areas and where you are slacking. Let's make some improvements. So I want to talk about your list. I know you're thinking about a to-do list, but we'll go a little bit further. One, your list. Two, I want you to think about the stuff that you hate doing, the stuff you avoid doing. And three, I want you to think about the stuff that someone else should be doing. One, your list. Two, the stuff you hate. And three, the stuff someone else should be doing. Let's start with your list. You probably do a great job of making a to-do list. Raise your hand. I can't really see you, but you know, raise your hand anyway. Raise your hand if every day you get up and you make a to-do list. I mean, you got your list, you got all the stuff you should do, and it's a, a mile and a half long. And by the end of the day, you haven't checked anything off that list. As a matter of fact, 
The only thing on that list you accomplish is something you added to the list at the end of the day because you wanted to get credit for doing something on your list, but it wasn't even on your list to start with. That, that, that wasn't even on your actual list. You were just like, I need to look like I did something today. So let me add this. Let me tell you why I hate to-do lists. First of all, to-do lists are most often way too long. Realistically, if you are accomplishing things of significance, you are not going to accomplish 50 of those in one day. I was working with a client who I helped get promoted to a senior executive level in Fortune 500 company. She got to the senior executive level. And when I first started working with her, she was a director, kind of upper mid-level management. And when I first started working with her, she would have these lists. And I looked at her list one day and she was in the process of implementing a new software for her entire organization. And on the list, she had map out um, workflow. So in the implementation of this, of this process, she was revamping the workflow of a particular thing and she was implementing systems and part of that systems was going to handle the workflow. So she had to map out this very complex workflow to put into this new system. So not only did she have to kind of formulate in her head what the workflow was, she had to communicate it or write it out in the way that she could pass it on to someone else to implement and put into this system. And she had that particular workflow, which was a workflow that went throughout the company, started in one division and ended up in and ended up going through like four or five divisions of the company before it got to its final state, to its final outcome. On her list, she had that to do for one day and probably about 15 other things. And I looked at her list and stopped her and said, realistically, how long do you think it's going to take you to map out this workflow? At first, she said, maybe about an hour. And I looked at her and said, are you serious right now? An hour? And then after we finished working out, it was going to take her about five to six hours to map out that workflow. Now, let me help you. When I helped her, I'm going to help you the way, same way I helped her. It wasn't just saying map out the workflow. When I stopped and said, okay, cool. Do you have all of the information to map out the workflow? Like, is all of that information in your head? And she said, well, not really, but I know how to get it. Cool. Wonderful. You know how to get it. So what I had to do with her was I had to stop and say, hey, do you have all the information in your head? to actually go through this workflow and write the workflow down? She said, well, no, not really. I might have to call this person or that person. By the time we talked about the people that she would probably have to call to get the information, it ended up being about seven or eight people. Cool. So now let's just do the math on this. Let's just say that those seven or eight people you have to talk to them for 15 minutes each. And let's say it's eight people, 15 minutes each, we're already at two hours. So just the conversations alone, just that we're not even talking about you actually doing the brain power of putting this process, taking it out of your head and putting it on paper and into a communication plan to the people that have to put it inside the system. 
We've already spent two hours just talking to people to get the pieces of information that you need to put into the workflow. So we're not going to do this in an hour. And I said, that's two hours. And she said, well, some of them is going to be a conversation that's a little bit longer than 15 minutes. Some of them will probably be a 30 minute conversations. Others of them, I will have to do some explaining because they have a piece of this process, but they really don't know about the other pieces. So I will have to kind of walk them through how we got to their part so they can give me the information. Cool. Got it. So we're talking about let's take these conversations from now 15 minutes to maybe 30 minutes each. We've just gone now from one hour to two hours to four hours, and we still have not mapped out this process. And she said, well, here's the deal. Once I have the conversations, everything else will flow pretty quickly, right? Cool. Wonderful. Got it. So how much are you thinking after the conversation? She said, I'll give it back to an hour. So we went from one hour to two hours to four hours. Now let's add an hour on five hours. Great. Five hours. Now that five hours is going to give you the process as is. Do you want the process as it is? Well, no. And so now you see when I walked her through it, She took something that she had allotted one hour for, and it turned into a six-hour task. I want you to look at the things on your list and do that same process. Now, I walked you through a lot, and you probably got bored hearing the details of how I walked her through that process of breaking down what it really took to get that task done. But I went through that laborious breakdown and a little bit of boring you and making your eyes glaze over because I want you to realize that you do the same thing that she did. You take tasks and you put them on your list and you're not being realistic about how long that task will actually take you. And it's not an hour task. You think about, oh, I'm gonna respond to emails. Now, you know, you know, you know, you know that responding to emails is not a one hour task. Now, you may break it up into one hour plots, but there are some emails that it's going to take you an hour by themselves to respond to. Someone will ask you a question. You will have to go ask somebody else for information. And by the time you respond to that email, an hour, hour and a half has passed. So I want you to be realistic about the list that you have. Why is it important for you to recognize the actual time that things on your list take? Because it helps you prioritize. If I think that everything on my list is achievable and that it takes a smaller amount of time, I am not as intentional about the order in which I do things. Because, hey, that's only going to take 30 minutes. That'll take 15 minutes. It's 15 things on this list. I can get them all done today. They'll take me 10 minutes apiece. Cool. So I just do them in the order I wrote them down. But when I recognize the actual amount of time that each task takes, I am more intentional about the order that I do them in. I recognize this one will take more time. 
And it's more important, it needs to go first. So if I don't get anything else done today, this task must be accomplished, right? But if if I have a task, let's say I have a task that must be accomplished. Like if I get nothing else done today, this task must be accomplished, but that task only takes me 30 minutes. Well, I could do something before that. Or I could do something, I could plan something after that. I know that I just need to find a 30 minute block and do this. It doesn't have to be first. But if my this must get done today is a five hour task, I probably need to do that task first, just in case it takes me seven or eight hours as opposed to the five hours I had planned, right? So that's first. Look at your list and do a proper assessment of what can be done on your list. Most of us are deflating ourselves by looking at this list and recognizing I can't get anything done on this list. And now you feel defeated because you feel like you accomplished nothing all day when the reality is you did something absolutely phenomenal, amazing, and critical. It was just one thing and your list was not realistic. That's number one. Number two, do the stuff you hate. I know. <laughs> Trust me, I know. It's stuff I love doing and it's stuff I hate doing. Like you all, I'm just going to be real with you. I absolutely, the little voiceover um, uh, TikTok and IG reel where you take someone else's music or voice and you just lip, you kind of like a lip sync, but you're just talking. I love doing those things, y'all. I love it. It's so much fun for me because I do, I'm very intentional about finding the ones that are entertaining, but relevant to what I'm teaching you. Because one, I know that you all kind of get entertained by seeing them and they catch your attention and then you'll read the caption and that's where the message is. And number two, they're just fun for me. I like doing them. But here's the deal. I can't do them to the detriment of the other things that I might not like doing as much. Like you all, I hate sales. I, I love what happens on the other side of the sale. I love keynote speaking. I love training. I love coaching. I love consulting. I love getting up on a stage and giving a keynote and seeing the light bulbs go off for people, knowing that they will take that information go back to their offices, go back to their companies and change the world. I love it. I hate calling people and saying, hey, book me as a keynote speaker. I hate sending emails saying, hey, bring us another trainer. But the truth is, that's how my staff gets paid. If I don't do those things, my staff don't get their salary. If I don't do those things, my staff's children don't eat. Heck, I'm talking about my staff, me. If I don't do those things, I don't eat. And while I stay in shape and gotta fit my clothes, I'm not trying to lose weight. I'm not trying to be on a forced fast. I have to do those things. But what often happens is we, we work around and don't do the things we hate to do the things we love and call ourselves productive. Oh, I, I did a bunch of TikTok and Instagram reels today with voiceovers. I got 10 of them and yay me, I was productive. No, you won't. No, you weren't. Because let's redefine productivity. Again, it's not just what you do. 
It's about the outcomes. I did 10 reels, but the outcome is I didn't earn a dime. I did 10 reels, but my outcome is that I haven't sealed a speaker's deal and somebody on my staff is going to have to get laid off because that's how we pay salary. What outcomes are you achieving? And me doing 10 reels, but not doing the thing that I hate doing, which is going out and selling, making those calls, following up with lead, that's productivity. So one, look at your list, check it twice, <laughs> look at your list. And two, do the things you hate. And number three, stop doing what is not yours to do. I was working with a client and he had recently gotten promoted um, to a senior vice president. And he had been used to being in a small staff. And so he was a vice president, though he was a vice president, he had a pretty small staff. So he was still kind of in the weeds of doing all of the stuff himself. He had his team and he didn't do it all himself, but he was an active member of the team. So he wasn't just setting strategy and vision for the team. He was actually setting strategy, vision, and tangibly doing those things. I helped him get promoted to senior vice president. And in that SVP position, he kept doing some of the things he was doing before, which really got in the way. His productivity suffered because he refused to stop doing things that he should have other people doing. Now, here's the reality for you. It may not be a situation where you have a staff. It just may be a situation where that's not your job. Some of us are busybodies. Some of us want to shine and do other people's work. Some of us just don't like stuff not being done right. And so in order for things to be done right and well, we take it on for ourselves. And I get it. I get it. I get because I'm one of those people. I cannot stand to see things being done wrong. But here's what I also can't stand more. I can't stand not being productive. And I absolutely cannot stand for not getting the promotion I want or the pay that I deserve. And so I need for you all to recognize as you're looking at this list of productivity, ask yourself, hey, am I supposed to be doing this? Because if we just hired a new person and they're supposed to be doing this, when exactly do I plan to give them this task to do? I'm a supervisor. Should this task be delegated to someone on my staff who is actually responsible for this task, right? So I need for you doing those three things and thinking about those three things around productivity. Look at your list, do the stuff you hate, and Stop doing the stuff that should not and does not belong to you. That, those are the tangible things that we're going to start doing to make sure that we're in a position to get the outcomes that will get us noticed so we can get the promotion we want and the pay that we deserve. I appreciate you for listening to Happily Ever Employed. Don't just change your life, change your friend's life and make sure to share this podcast. You can find me at Deetra Giles on Facebook or D-U-G-I-L-E-S on Instagram and Twitter. If you want to email me, you can reach me at D-U-G-I-L-E-S at execuprep.com. That's E-X-E-C-U-P-R-E-P And remember, I love you with my whole heart area. So go out, be great, unapologetically and on purpose.